So we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight we start a brand new series called Ordinance. Now, when I see this word, especially when I was um, in middle school, I would have been like, Orda, what? Because I don't know what an ordinance is, all right? When, when I was your age, I didn't know what an ordinance was. But if you look it up, you'll find that this word, this big long word, ordinance, means an authoritative order or an authoritative command, so an instruction that is given with some power behind it. You see, in Scripture, we find a, a, a few commands that were given to us by Jesus himself. And two of those things, that, 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 uh, out of the many things, two of the really important things he tells us is to do baptism and communion. And so maybe you've been in church for a long time and you could tell me exactly what baptism is. You could tell me exactly what communion is. That's great. But maybe this is your first time or your second time or you've only been coming a couple times and you have no idea what the word baptism or communion mean. And that's completely fine because I was there at one point too. Every one of us was, was there at one point. And so this week and next week we're going we're gonna to dive deep into those two words that we use a lot in church. This word of baptism. What does baptism mean? I think it has something to do with, with water and like, a, uh, like getting dunked or something. Or communion. You know, I've heard that with like Lord's Supper where we take like the cracker and the juice. Like, like what's that all about? And, and so we're going we're gonna to learn together what exactly those two ordinances are. And tonight we're going to start with baptism. And, and baptism, well, let, let's, just, let's just pause and ask the question. What is baptism? And baptism, many of you guys have been witnesses to someone getting baptized. Baptism is the act of, of someone, a Christian, who is publicly declaring their faith to everyone. They are making a statement to their church family, to their actual family, to their friends, to anyone that's watching, that they are uh, blood-bought Christians. They are followers of Jesus. And so what is baptism? Baptism is this act of us being completely immersed in water. And there's, there, there, there's, there's, some, there's some meaning behind it. There, there, there's a kind of a symbol that goes along there. Um, and there's something even a little bit deeper than that. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. See, baptism is for someone that has believed in Jesus. The Bible says that if you will believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you will be saved. What does that mean, to be saved? What that means is to have a relationship with Jesus. What that means is to have eternal life. What that means is that you no longer live without a sense of purpose, but rather you are restored to your identity that God has given you. And so to be saved means that your sins have been forgiven. And so when you become saved, that is a very internal thing. What's that mean? Something on the inside happens. The Holy Spirit comes into you and changes you. Well, that, that, that's on the inside. Now, your life is going to look different because the way you, way you think is different. The way you feel, the way you, the way you act is different. But it's still something that happens on the inside. You could believe right now in the name of Jesus that he truly is the son of God and that he truly raised from the dead. And guess what? You'll be saved. I can't tell if you actually believe that or not. And so enter in this act of baptism. 
Baptism, if being saved is something that happens internally, baptism is this external indicator that you have been saved. Now let me clarify. Being baptized does not save you. Believing in Jesus is what saves you. Being baptized is not what washes away your sin. Believing in Jesus and receiving his forgiveness is what takes away your sin. And so when we become baptized, this isn't us being washed spiritually clean so that we can earn God's favor. But when we get baptized, we are saying, this is what God has done for me. I am declaring to everyone my alliance with him. All right? And so baptism, once again, is this act where we are fully immersed in water. Many of you have seen this. We celebrated this not that long ago. We had a big baptism Sunday. Actually, not this last night, but the Sunday before. We baptized 31 people. That was amazing. It was so much fun. It was so great. I, I, I mean, at one point I got a little emotional. I didn't get teary-eyed, but, but I, I was close because it's just so exciting. It's so exciting to, to see people just like say, you know what, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm with Jesus. And so we baptize people. So what did that look like? Well, people would, would, would get into a tank of water. And we, we would kneel down and we would say something. And then what we would do is we would fully immerse them in water. We'd bring them back up. That's kind of the obvious, right? So let's go a little bit deeper than that. You see, Jesus, in some of his last words, he, he gave this command in, in the book of Matthew, okay? And if you have your Bibles, you can turn this. We're going to look at three verses tonight. But in Matthew 28... Verse 19, this is some of Jesus' uh, last words to his disciples. He says this, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. What does that mean? That means go tell people about the gospel, about what Jesus has done, and have them believe in me so they can be saved. All right? What else did he say? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so he gives us this command that as we go and we share the gospel, we share with, with, with our friends and our family, hey, listen, Jesus loves you, and if you will believe in him and make him Lord of your life, guess what? You will be saved. That's what I want you to do. And after that, I want you to, I want you to baptize them. And so we see, and if you take notes, I want you to write this down, that baptism is an act of obedience. See, baptism is an act of obedience because we see this, this command throughout the New Testament and this theme that as, as new believers were, were getting saved, as their lives were being radically transformed, they were not to keep that private, rather they were to go public with their faith. And so being baptized would then be this act of obedience where they would, they would tell everyone about what has happened inside of them. So baptism is an act of obedience, but I also want you to write this down, that baptism is also a symbol of new life. Baptism is a symbol of new life. And I have a slide for that. I think we can throw it up there. See, it's a symbol of new life. And like I said before, baptism is not what saves you, but rather baptism is this, this symbol, this representation of what God has done inside of you. Okay? We read in the book of Romans that... Go ahead and turn to that. Romans, I believe, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 6, that's close. Romans 6 says this, that we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. Okay, pause. Who is him? We were buried, therefore, with him. That's talking about Jesus, okay? Jesus Christ. 
We were buried, therefore, with him. Were we literally buried with him, though? Were we in that tomb? Physically, no, we weren't. But through baptism, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that, check this out, just as, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Okay, so I want you to understand this. This is, this is, this is part of what, what we say many times when we baptize somebody. We say, buried with Christ in his likeness, raised to walk in newness of life. Because this is a symbol that we are putting to death the old self. We've talked about this before. Your old self, the flesh, is something that we are constantly fighting with. But when we are saved, when we believe in Jesus and our, our sins are taken away, that they're forgiven, well, guess what? We get baptized. This is a symbol of us putting to death that old self, the old sinful self. And we are raised to walk in the newness of life. This is the new life that we live in the Spirit. Okay? You already seen the next one. See, baptism was also a statement of faith. Now, uh, who can tell me the social media platforms that were around during Jesus' time? Anybody have an idea? Did wasn't on MySpace. A throwback right there. Um, nothing, right? There wasn't even newspapers. There wasn't radios. There wasn't Morse code. There wasn't, I don't know how, how much further we can go back. Uh, the, the, the one Pony Express. There wasn't the, 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 the you roll the, the thing up, put it in the hawk, and the hawk flies. I don't even know that's a real thing. I've seen that in TV. I thought I'd throw, throw that one out there. Listen, what am I trying to say? There wasn't, you did something, and the rest of the world just knew about it. That's kind of what social media does for us, isn't it? We can do one thing, and our very private activity then becomes public to many, right? Some ways it's a good thing. Some ways it, it, it's a bad thing. And so baptism, baptism for many was a statement of faith. Because when they would get saved, well, that was, that was internal. They could say that they were a Christian. But to truly put their money where their mouth was, they would get baptized. And so to get baptized was to then tell every single person that was a witness to that, whether you were a friend or an enemy, that you were now a Christ follower. They don't, that might not seem like a big deal to you now. But imagine if being a Christian could cost you your life. Things get a little more heavy, don't they? See, now the question of, man, Pastor Wes, I don't want to get baptized because I'm afraid to, to get up in that tub with, you know, you in that big white robe and all the lights are shining on me and all the church is watching. Like, I'm just, I'm just a little too nervous. I mean, that seems kind of silly now when we have people in the early church who are getting baptized who might have been a little afraid to get baptized, not because of the bright lights, but because it cost them their life. So baptism, it's a statement of faith. It's not what saves you, but rather it's this public statement, this declaration. Listen, listen, I'm, I'm with Jesus. We have, a, we have a story in the book of Acts where um, this guy named Philip, he's, he's preaching, he's teaching, and he, he comes, across, um, comes across this crowd of people, and there's this guy named Simon who's a magician. Okay, we, 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 we just had an illusionist here a few weeks ago, good friend Jared Hall. Um, he, he was pretty funny. I thought he was pretty funny. Um, some good tricks. Uh, the, the one with the hook in the mouth, and he had to pull the string out. Was that one of you guys that had to do that? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? 
I, I thought he was going to lose his lip. Anyways, sometimes we give him a hard time that he's truly a magician. I know he's not a magician. He just, he, he, he says he's an illusionist. But there's this guy named Simon in the book of Acts who is, who, who's a magician. Now, whether he was operating on some kind of demonic power, we don't know. Maybe he was just tricking the minds of the people that were around him. Not really sure. But Philip is preaching, and check this out, that people start believing. It says, but when they believe Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God, what's the good news? The good news is Jesus Christ died on the cross, went to the grave, but then rose again three days later, right? That's the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus and what they do. They were baptized, both men and women. And we find out Simon, the magician, also gets baptized and he completely changes his life. See, this was a statement of faith. As people, as people believed, what did they do? Well, they just they kind of hid that away and didn't tell anybody. No. As they believed, they got baptized. They weren't ashamed of their faith. They weren't ashamed who knew they believed in Jesus. And so I hope baptism is, is becoming more clear to you. And if you're a Christian in here, I want you to understand that, that baptism is something that, that God has, has called us to. Not because that's what saves you, but it is an act of obedience and a statement of faith in that you have put to death the old self and you have been, you've been brought to a new life through the blood of Jesus. And so if you are a Christian in here and you have not been baptized, I want you to understand this. That we're going to do baptisms in just over a month. Our next baptism date is December 10th. And so if you're in here and you have not been baptized, I want to strongly encourage you to talk to your small group leader. Talk to me. If you don't understand something about baptism, ask the question. If there's any place to ask questions, it's at church. You can feel safe that your questions will be heard at church. So if you have a question about baptism, please ask. Because we have opportunities for you to follow in obedience, for you to show this new life that God has called you to, to make that statement of faith to your church family who wants to celebrate with you. And so if you haven't been baptized, December 10th is the next time we're going to do baptisms here at Cross Life. That will be in the main worship center. And you can talk to me, and we'll talk just to make sure we're kind of on the same page. We'll get you on the schedule. It's so easy. We have everything you need. It's clothes to change into. We've got towels. Listen, the water up there is so warm. It's unbelievable. It's like a hot tub. I, listen, you just want to, like, just fall asleep in it, okay? That's kind of a weird fact to know about it. But I'm trying to tell you, it's not that difficult. Will you obey the command to believe and be baptized. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you to think about that right now. No one's looking around, but if you're a Christian in here and you have not been baptized, I want you to think about, I want you to think about why that is. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of what your friends are going to think about you? Are you afraid of what your family's going to think about you? Are you just afraid of getting up in front of everyone. I'm here to tell you that the, the whole point is to be in front of everyone so that they can celebrate with you this statement of faith that you have put everything you have in the hands of Jesus. I'm going to ask the band to come up and get ready. And I just want to pray for every student in here. 
Maybe you're sitting in here and you're thinking, Pastor Wes, I'm not even a Christian. But I have questions about this. That's great. That's good. That, that, that's amazing. Come talk to me. But I want you to know that if you're sitting in here tonight, you can know and be certain that God loves you. That he cares for you. That he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sin. For my sin. For everyone's sin. So that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Would you believe in him? Say, Jesus, I want you to be Lord over my life. Jesus, will you forgive me of my sin? God, will you save me? So if you've prayed that prayer, I want you to come tell me later tonight. Would you tell your small group leader? Tell somebody. Those of you in here who, who are Christians, you know you need to be baptized, talk to your smart leader, talk to me. Let's, let's follow God in obedience and publicly declaring our love for him. Dear God, we thank you for tonight. God, we thank you for your son Jesus who died on the cross for our sins and that we could have a relationship with you. God, I pray for these students, every young man, every young lady who has not and obedience in being baptized. God, would you, would you speak to them? Would you convict them? Help them to get over that fear, that obstacle, whatever it might be. God, that they might be able to experience the blessing of living in obedience to you. So God, we thank you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray.